this is Amanda Kate Ferris, and you are listening to Texas Toast Podcast. Cheers, everyone. It's time for the Texas Toast Podcast with Miss Helen, and I am so excited to welcome Amanda Kate Ferris to the podcast. We're just so happy to have you. How is your day today? Yes, thank you so much. It is good. We, uh, My little one goes back to school tomorrow, so I have one more day, and then I'm going to have my schedule back, so <laughs> you caught me on a good old, day. How old is your little one? She is six, going on 16. Oh, yes. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Fun stuff. <laughs> she's she's an only child being raised by a um in the country music world. And so it's it's funny. She's she's out with me all the time and she's at rehearsals with me. So I tell everyone all the time, I'm like she she really does think that she's in charge. And I think it's just because she's around a bunch of musicians all the time. And so, you know, to no fault of my own. I mean, I can't I can't blame anyone but myself for her sassiness. Yes. Well, and that kind of, that, that'll kind of start off the podcast good because you alike was with your mother who was in entertainment. Yes. Yes. Yeah. My mom. Um, so my mom was a singer songwriter and really, honestly, I grew up from the time I was born, you know, I was two years old and my mom was putting me on stage, um, you know, with her singing. And so she, she worked with Dean Martin and Bob Hope and had this incredible career. I mean, and life, um, before, before I was ever even born. Um, and so it was only natural. I mean, I just grew up in a very, a very musical family. And where did you grow up? Uh, so I was born in, I was born in California, but we moved to New Mexico when I was like, I think I was like three or four. Um, and so I grew up when I was young, we were in New Mexico, but we moved all over the place. I think by the time I was like 16, I moved like 36 times. So we lived in California. We spent time in Colorado, Texas, back in California, New Mexico a few times, you know, so my mom really was, she was, we always joke around, she was a little bit of a gypsy. So you started singing at a young age. Yeah, I, um, I was probably, my mom says that by two years old, I was singing like full songs, you know, um, I was on stage with her and one of the first songs that I ever learned from top to bottom was, you know, Girls Night Out by the Judds. And so, um, it was just, that music literally is all I know. And I don't even have a single memory of like when I started to sing or wanted to be a singer. It's just from, from day one, this is all I've ever wanted. It's just always been there. It's just, mm-hmm. just in your makeup. It was in your destiny and your will to be a singer. And Oh, what a voice you have. It's absolutely gorgeous. And uh, before we move on, I do want to, I did notice something that you, uh, about your mom and the climb, there's a, there's a tab on your website that I, I went to and looked at and, had, and I'd seen some other posts on social media, but I think it's such a touching story. Yes. Um, so my mom and uh, my mom was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer in 2017. Um, and she ended up, she went to be with the Lord in 2020. Um, but I think giving back has always been something that, you know, she always told me from, the time I ever started doing music, she said, honey, like, don't ever forget that music is, is about touching people and music is about giving back. And, um, and so I made her a promise that with music, I would always try to find a way to give back to whether it's, you know, kids or touching people or ministry or, you know, doing stuff with the churches. Um, but right now I'm working with the American Lung Association, raising money, um, raising money for them to raise awareness around, um, around lung cancer, because that is something that is near and dear to my heart. And so 
you know, when you're, when you're feeling discouraged or you're feeling like you just aren't sure what you're supposed to be doing in life. My mom, my mom always said, don't give up, you give back, you know, get your eyes off of yourself and get your eyes on something else um, bigger than you. And so, so that's something that I've always tried to do. Oh, I love that one. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's 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 amazing. So right now we are loving um, Same Place Twice. You and uh, Chad Cook Band teamed up on that. They're some of my favorites, like my little brothers. So tell me how that came about and, and how enjoyable that project has been for you. Yes. So it's so crazy. So Chad and I have known each other for a long time. Um, and I, I feel like a lot of people may not know that, but um, we lived in Nashville at the same time. And so um, gosh, it's been 10 plus years um, that I've known Chad and we've both been kind of doing our own thing. And even in Nashville, we were, you know, doing our own thing, but it's been really cool to see it come full circle. You know, we met years ago and um, I would say we met when we were babies and now we have babies. <laughs> uh-huh. And, um, but we were at the T3 Hour Awards last year and uh, Chad came up to me and, you know, he said, Hey, like I've got this song and like, I think it's, it was written for a guy. It wasn't even written as a duet, but Chad was like, I think, I think I could hear it as a duet. Like, would you be willing to just listen to it? Tell me what you think. So that on the ride home that night, you know, and I forget it was, it was pouring, it was, it was raining. And I listened to it within 30 seconds. I was like, yes, like we have to, we have to do this. And so it wasn't long after that, we went in the studio and set the song in Nashville, did a music video for it. And it's just, it's done really well for them. And it's, it's been, it's been great for me too, you know, being new in the Texas scene, having them just champion me and, and, and helping me kind of um, along the way. It's been, it's been awesome. Yeah. Well, it's great. The video was great as well. I bet that was fun cutting the video. Oh, those, those guys, they are so wild. You know, I always say yes. they feel like, um, I feel like I'm really well suited to do a song with those wild, wild guys because I grew up with five brothers. So I have all, I grew up with all boys. And when you're around them, I'm like, they are just wild. They're just kids that, you know, I'm like, they're, I joke around that I don't think my liver, my liver could handle doing a full tour with them just because I can't keep up. I can't keep up with their drinking. Um, <laughs> but they're just, they're so much fun, you know, and they're just goofy. They're goofy, which makes, makes shooting a video really fun. And that they, they are fun to be around. And I know my guy likes to hang out with them. They're like, they're always looking, he's a fishing guy. And they're always looking for Captain Ron. They're like, I'll be at awards. And it's not about me. It's about the guys hanging out. But speaking of the T3R awards, you had me at Tequila and Jesus last year on the stage at the Fresh Fresh Faces show. That is such an just a great song. Yes, thank you. Um, you know, I that song was one um that we it it just went to gosh, I think in November we sent it to radio. Um, but it's been one of the it's been a crowd favorite from when we first kind of decided to start trying it on, you know, and figuring out, okay, what songs are we going to put on the record? And um, we started playing that one at our live shows. And before too long, people were like, we got to record it. You got to record it. And so we did. And it's just, it's done really well for me. It's, it's got a fun story behind it too, you know? Um, so when I go to cut records and albums, I, I do it a little different. I think, you know, and some people have their own opinions about outside songs, but I I love to to hear all the different songs that are available to me, songs that I wrote, songs that maybe my mom wrote years in the past, um, songs that friends have written. And so this was one that was sent to me um, from a publisher and Lady Wilson was one of the writers on it. And when I first heard it, it was before Lady Wilson was the Lady Wilson that we know today, you know. Uh, but it just, it told my story. And I felt like this song, it, it tells not just my story, but a lot of people that feel like faith is so much a part of who they are. 
Um, but they also drink a little, you know, <laughs> because grow, right. Like it's all of us. I related you know, to it so much, <laughs> you know, growing up in, growing up in church, it's like, you're told like, Oh, drinking, like you can't drink. You don't, don't even talk about drinking. Um, and so I, I grew up singing in church, but I sing in bars a whole lot more than I sing in church, but that doesn't take anything away from the fact that I find Jesus everywhere that I go. And, um, I found opportunities to really touch people with music outside of church. And so this song really just is, is all about like focusing on the things that are really important in life. And I think with the past few years we've all had, it's been so crazy. So to be able to just like take a step back, be with your family, like, or, you know, get get yourself a margarita, kick back with your friends and, um, spend time in your Bible. And so it's just, it's a, it's a story that I think we all can relate to. And so it's been really special to have it out. Very relatable. I related to it. And just, I mean, like the moment you started singing and I was just listening to the lyrics. And so it's been in my library ever since. Um, another one, uh, you have, of course you have your EP pedal still. And um, that song is amazing. And I just love, it, it had me with the rabbit ears part. I mean, it's like, I don't know how many people really remember still rabbit ears, but the video and the little girl mirroring and then you on stage and then the dress, the whole thing with the dress. Yes. It's just so special. Yes. So um, a dear friend of mine, Cam Mackey actually directed that video and shot it. And, um, and the little girl is actually my daughter. So I I was going to ask you that. Yeah. So that's my daughter playing young, the younger version of me. And some people, I think some, when you watch the video, some people get, get it that it's supposed to be a younger me, or it could just be a young girl with a dream, you know? Um, but we, we had this concept for the video because the lyrics really tell the story. You know, it's, it's one of those songs that even before you see the video, you can see the video, you know, just based on the lyrics. And so I knew that was going to be the focus track for me. And I knew that I wanted to do a video and we got to shoot it all right here in, in Midlothian where I live and shoot it at the ranch where I spend, you know, half of my time, you know, if I'm not out on the road, if I'm not playing music, I'm probably at the ranch with the horses. And so it was really, it was really special to be able to do that and then have my daughter be part of it. It just, it was, it was definitely an emotional video for me, uh, but I am really proud of it. Oh, it's beautiful. I was reading the other day that it takes at least $1 million to break an artist. That's a ton of change, and it can feel overwhelming. But with social media leveling the playing field, you just need an effective strategy to release your music. Check out Release Rocket to ensure your single does not die after release day. You've already put time, effort, and tons of money into writing and recording your album. Let the guys at Release Rocket keep your new release alive. So I do know that you deal in, with horses and the ranching. Tell me about that that part of, of your life. Yeah. You know, so horses, um, I always say like, you know, I'm, I'm more of a horse girl than I am a cow girl. Cause I'm not out like working cattle. And I have, I have a lot of friends that are, you know, I say the real deal, the real cow girls. Um, I, if I had more time, I think that, you know, in my, in my dream life, if music wasn't part of it, I'd probably be, you know, trying to compete in the show world with cutting horses. Um, but I, I, my family friends have a cutting ranch and then they also have a horse rescue. So I've always been really closely involved with them um, and just helping rehabilitate horses and finding homes for rescues. Uh, and then also just playing with my own ponies, you know, when we've got time. Uh, so yeah, the horses are, are definitely a big part of my life. And uh, I think there's just something about, there's something about being with, with our horses and being on the ranch that just centers me and reminds me of like, 
it just pulls me back down to earth um, when things get really hectic and the music business can they pull, get pulled in a hundred different directions. And there's something about being with my horses. Like you, you have to be present. And um, so it's definitely part of my life. It's something that I need. I have to have in my life. Yeah. And there's, there's just such a spirit being around horses. We had horses years ago and you know, it's kind of funny talking about competing. I'll share this with you because you'll appreciate mm-hmm. it. I, I have a friend and I get to get around horses again with her. She's 60 years old and she's still barrel races and her times are amazing. Hell and yeah. it's like, there's this, there's this group of ladies and they literally have like their own little divisions that they go around the region and they compete and it's all older ladies. And so I went with her a couple of times and it's like, it's amazing. Like they, they are just, they, they're doing it. I mean, they're coming in with some good time. So yeah, it's always nice to be around the, those beautiful machines, those horses. Oh yeah. You know, and horses have been, um, my, my mom, even through her whole cancer journey, the horses were such a huge part of her healing process. You know, we have, um, one of our horses, um, his name is Beaters, but he's now my daughter's horse. Um, but he was, he was a huge part of my, my mom's saddle. She said if she felt that if she could get on that horse and she could saddle every day, like she was going to make it another day. And so the horses really were a part of her healing. And we actually, there's a song on my first record called yes. healing when I ride. And, and that's what that song is about is just getting, you know, finding the strength within, within her. She's like, I, I'm going to get on there. I'm going to, I'm going to saddle this horse and I'm going to ride. And and she, she did, I mean, gosh, for four years, she weighed all of 93 pounds. I mean, her saddle weighed half of what she did and she still was, was getting up there and riding. And it's, you know, I say she was the true, the true cowgirl. Like I didn't really feel like I understood the definition of a cowgirl until you see someone with that kind of grit being able to just push through yes after chemo treatments and radiation. And she's like, no, I got, take me to the barn, like take me to the barn. I need to go see my horses. And, um, so the horses are just, it's such a spiritual, that's, you know, it's my, that's my church (laughs) right there. Yes. You have such a wonderful story, just so well-rounded. So what do you have coming up in the future? Are you working on some new musical projects? Yeah. So we have a ton of new music that's coming out. Um, I have a duet that's going to be coming out with, um, Janae Fleener, who is gosh, five, I think it's five times CMA musician of the year. Um, she is an incredible talent and I'm so excited, um, because this, this song, she plays fiddle on it, but she also sings on it with me. And so that's coming out here soon. Um, we've got another, my, I'm going to put out a full, my full length album. We're shooting to hopefully have that done, um, here within gosh, my goal would be a springtime, um, release. Um, but, but yeah, we've got a full length album, more music videos, um, that we're in the process of shooting and production for. So a lot of, a lot of really good stuff and and hopefully shows, you know, I want to, I want to get out and play more. That's a goal for mine is to get out and play on the road more this year. Uh, this last year we, we played a lot of shows, but I don't feel like we've got to see as many different markets as I would like to see. So we're going to try to see if we can, we can get out on the road a little more. Yes. Get out there some more. Everyone's going to enjoy the show. And I saw where you're playing with Chad Cook Band at Most Place coming up during uh, the month, this month of January. Yes, we'll be at Moe's on the 20th um, in Katy. And then we're also going to do a show at Waxahachie at the Texas Theater, um, which is kind of more of a hometown show. Uh, but yeah, I'm always any, anytime I post the minute a show comes in, I post it like almost immediately on my website. So I tell people, I'm like, if you want to come and see me, like take a look at the website and um, shoot me a message so that I can make sure to come and say hi. Yeah. And Moses is such a great venue. It's been around for so long. It's been around so long. 
I even went there when I was young. <laughs> and it is so fun. I, our first time playing there was with Chad and I didn't really have, I knew it was this venue that everybody wants to play because it's like the crowd and the, the fans, the country fans that come there are so awesome. Um, but I don't think I fully like comprehended how awesome it was going to be. We played and I told Mo after we were done, I was like, I'm not just saying this because I'm right here close to Fort Worth. Billy Bob should probably be my number one venue and the one that I want to play. And that's the, that's the big one, you know, but Mo's, I had more fun at Mo's. Like, I, I don't know what it is about it. It's just, I think the fans are so genuine and they're, yes, they're they so, they're so in it with you. They loved all my original music. They weren't, they weren't shouting for covers, you know, they just, mm-hmm. they loved whatever it was that we were going to play. They were there for it. And so it was, it was a really cool, a really cool experience. That's so good to hear. I love that. Um, uh, also, you got the cruise coming up. Yes. Rock the coast. Um, gosh, I'm speaking of, I'm like, I got to get myself to a gym. I need, oh. we're going to be on a cruise. I'm like, I need to start working out. We're going to start doing that. We're going to do it start tomorrow. Um, but yeah, we're going to do the cruise with, with Chad and, um, gosh, Rick Trevino is going to be on there. Mark Will, I, I cannot wait. It is going to be so much fun. My family's going to be able to come with me on this one. Um, Wonderful. so it's going to be, it's going to be a really good time. I think there's still tickets. I'm pretty sure there's still some um, spots left. So anybody that's listening, if you want to go on the cruise, rock the coast, uh, there are still some spots left. Uh, they're selling out quickly, but yeah, it's going to be a good time. Exciting. You're such a, such a jewel. You, you have so much talent. Who were some of your musical influences as you were coming up? Uh, you know, it's hard. My mom was such a huge part of yes. me finding my voice. And um, of course, I listened to Brooks and Dunn and I listened to, you know, Winona. And I think my my mom jokes around that Winona was a big part of teaching me how to sing, you know, <laughs> just because I, I love listening. I love listening to her. I liked the growl in her voice and that gospel undertone. Um, but I, I think my mom was really big about me just finding my own voice. You know, she would, anytime I would listen to a certain artist like too much, um, I'll never forget. It was, I was probably 16, maybe 15 or 16. And it was during that, like Christina Aguilera was a big deal, you know, and, um, Celine Dion and all these um, other, I always loved like a really big voice, but she was like, Amanda, you can listen to these people, but like, don't mimic them because so many artists, a lot of times start to mimic. And she's like, just find your own voice. And she wrote so much original music for me from such a young age that I was singing my own songs really, really young, which helped me really just kind of develop and just stay true to, to who I am. But I think nineties country will always just be, I think the the soundtrack, when I think about songs that were playing on the radio as a kid and songs that will just stick with me forever, it's, it's nineties country, you know, that's, of course. that's what I love. And that's to me, what I wish that country music, country radio had more of, you know, and I think that's why Texas country does such a good job of just staying true to what the genre I think is, you know, and, and having that natural, um, authentic sound. And yes. And it's, it's, the industry has grown so much in, in Texas country. I used to be in radio, so I've been with it from, from the very beginning. But I what we're seeing now, and we've been seeing last few years, is that 90s trend. And it's and it's just so amazing. It's something I want to just tell you, you know, it's like I was listening to you talk about your mom. And and lots of times I'll ask questions to artists that come on the podcast, like, you know, when who and or who's your biggest cheerleader or who like maybe gave you the best advice? Like you had the best cheerleader and best advisor in the world with your mom. I, I really did. And 
Um, and it's funny, I think you look back on all, I have so many memories of that, like will pop into my head of, of watching her on stage or how she interacted with crowds or with people. And she really just had, she had such a heart for, for her people that were hurting. And she really felt that God put her on this earth to, to do music, to touch people. Cause, cause music, music heals, you know, and it's so powerful. And so getting to watch that at such a young age gave me such an appreciation for just the reason why I do what I do. It's not because of fame. It's not because I'm, I want to be, it's, I genuinely, people that come to my shows and I say this, I was like, it's about one soul at a time. There could be a thousand people at a show or there could be five people. I I love the show no matter what. Like if I'm singing for five people and there's one person in the crowd that just feels that one of my songs moved them in some way, like that's, that's why I'm here, you know? And so having my mom just instill that into me, in me at such a young age, it really has kind of shaped me into to who I am and who I want to be known as, as an artist. Well, that's, that's just a great story. So keep up the good work and we're going to be following you and we'll also be touching base with you when the new album comes out. That's exciting. Yes. As soon as we get all these mixes back and I've got it all, um, we've got it all wrapped up. I'll definitely, I'll send y'all links. You can hear it first. Okay. So one last question before we wrap it up. It's been so much fun. If you were a cocktail, what would you be? Hmm. Gosh, I want to, I want to say an old fashioned because that's like my go-to, but I feel like lately, I mean, I've got a song called tequila and Jesus. So let's go with a margarita. (laughs) Sounds good. Because it was funny. It's like, I was thinking the tequila right away. I was going to put, I was going to put a tequila twist on it, but I thought I would just keep it generic. Well, Amanda Kate Ferris, thank you so much, everyone. Go find her on social media if you haven't already and check out the website for the schedule and for the bookings. And we'll keep everyone updated on the new album as it progresses and comes out. So keep in touch with us. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for having me.